Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Betsy with Salt out of San Diego, California. Betsy, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm excited to learn more about salt and how it all came into fruition. So uh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Well, that being said, go ahead and give our listeners just a quick background, who you are, your experiences, and how you got into salt. Um, all right. Well, I am Betsy Blumenfeld. I, um, I've been practicing Pilates since I was 14 years old. I used to go to our local, like, um, uh, like country club with my mom and my grandma on Sundays and we would do mat Pilates. Um, and I never really took it so seriously. I actually wasn't like a very athletic child. Um, it was just like something fun that I did to like hang out with my mom and my grandma. Um, and then when I went to college, I, you know, I did a ton of mat Pilates. That was like my fun fitness thing that I did throughout college. And then I moved home, um, back to San Diego and I went through a horrible breakup and I had none of my friends lived in the same town as me. I felt like really kind of isolated, um, when I was like 20, 21 years old. And so I started just going to my local Pilates studio every single day. Um, and I just became, I fell in love with it. I became truly obsessed. And um, I did a teacher training, not even with the intention of teaching, like just to deepen my practice and to, you know, just become better and really hone my skill. And from the first day of that training, I was like, oh, this is what I am supposed to be doing. Um, I was in PR and I quit my PR job and I just went like full steam into teaching Pilates, um, of which I've now been doing well over a decade. Um, but I was never really satisfied with the boutique fitness experience that I was having personally as a client. Like I, um, I am not a fan of air conditioning or like freezing cold rooms or, you know, like quiet jazz music, you know, like I felt that, that most of the studios around me at least were really trying to target um, like an older demographic, you know, like a 60, 70 year old woman. And I wanted something that was targeted to me that uh, was fun for me. And so I, um, blended my two favorite things which was hot yoga and I love hot yoga as um like mental exercise you know like I found that it was really really helpful for my mental health and for my anxiety um and Pilates and so I blended those two together and made my dream space and here we are now three years later oh sorry I can't hear you I know. I, I said, that's oh, awesome. there you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, that's, you know, great. You kind of took what you liked and didn't like and kind of mashed it up and was like, this is what it's going to be. And, you know, here we are. Exactly. And to be honest, when I was crafting my, my business plan, I, I was truly only focused with um, serving myself and what was going to be fun to me. Like I was my ideal client. Um, 
because if it isn't fun to me, then how can I expect other people to have fun there, right? And that's really what I think the the crux of fitness is. You're not going to stick with anything if you're not having a good time. And so I really just wanted a fun place for me. And now everybody else gets to go too. Guess got some good taste then. Mm-hmm. Um, love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. uh, well, I love that, Betsy. Um, so, you know, real quick, and if I miss this, I apologize, but kind of how did the name come about? So SALT is, um, and we are an infrared matte Pilates studio. So um, it's sort of like working out in a sauna. It's not the same type of heat as, you know, like the air conditioners in your home. Infrared yep. heat makes you sweat seven times more than humidity-based heat does. It warms you uh, from your internal body temperature. So even though the room is only like 96, 98, 99 degrees, it you are sweating, you are dumping buckets of sweat. Um, and this is sort of gross, but sometimes when you're sweating, you know, and you like lick your lips or something, it tastes like really salty. Um, and so that's truly where the name came from. I, I honestly, I just think it's like a sexy word that that makes sense for what we are doing. Like it is just a salty experience. <laughs> That's some creativity right there. I love that. Um, no, totally agree. I'm very, I was a manager for an infrared sauna place. So I'm very familiar with so you uh, get it. Yep. Totally. Love, or like lizard. The skin, you know, it detoxes you so much more. Like the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Totally. I, Ugh, honestly, like I could, I could sit here for an hour and just talk to you about how much I love infrared. So another day. <laughs> another day. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Infrared, even though I personally hate sweat, I know it's good for you and the infrared, like anxiety, you know, everything, like you said, mm -hmm. tightness in the body, the joints, you know, the mobility. Totally. Uh, and for me, at least like exercises um, is really like a lifeline for mental health above all else. And so um, I, I feel like anything, anything to put us in better moods and, you know, that's what we want to do. And so infrared, I feel helps with that so significantly. Absolutely. Got to release that serotonin. Damn right. Yes. Uh, well, cool. Well, let's kind of dive into a little bit more about salt. Um, you know, kind of walk us through uh, two locations. Um, you know, what's the square footage? How many members do you have? And then we'll kind of carry on from there. Um, so we have two locations. That's right. One is in um, like downtown San Diego-ish and one is more in North County, San Diego. Um, my first one was the downtown one. And that one is a little more than 1300 square feet. Um, and our second one is a little less than 2000. Um, the second one we ju I just opened in May of or April of last or yeah, April of last year. Um, and we have, to be honest, I don't know our membership numbers off the top of my head. We have more, we have, I think, a little bit more than 200 members uh, spanning both locations. So they, you know, if you're a member, you're able to go to both, which is nice if you're a San Diegan because they're sort of on both ends of the city, uh, which is nice. Um, 
but we do a lot of class packages. Our memberships are significantly discounted. Our packages are a little more expensive, but um, there's less commitment and there's no expiration on those packages. So um, customer service wise, like I just try, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a massive people pleaser and I just try to give it to them any way they, they want it, you know? There you go. Um, all, all within reason, obviously. Exactly. But still. Yeah. Um, well, you know, with that being said, you know, kind of, you know, walk me through, you know, you kind of touched on a little bit, but you know, if we're going like elevator pitch, like if someone were to come in and like, Oh, what is salt? you know, exactly what services are offered, how do they work? And if you were to have a new person in front of you, what it's kind of like your nurture slash consultation process where it's like, you know, are they good fit? Are we good fit? That kind of thing. So again, I truly feel a, that exercise is a really vulnerable thing for the majority of clientele. So I feel that like, again, the main goal is to have fun. Um, so if that is your fitness goal, then you are in the right place for us. I feel, um, I, to be honest, I'm like not a pushy sales person. I feel that like, again, it's like, like a very vulnerable sort of thing. I feel that the, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not a good elevator pitch girl. Ask me the question again. Cause I got a little anxious and I completely blacked out and forgot what you just asked me. No, no worries. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um big breaths yeah that's right just you know, <laughs> pressure points no oh yeah that's right good idea yeah. um no just you know if somewhere to come in and they were to ask you you know what all services do you offer um, and then you know how would you assess them to see if it's a good fit okay so there's no assessment on my end um <laughs> let them come if they want to come um right. what we offer is um again we're an infrared matte pilates studio so all pilates uh like reformer studios or um whatever all of the apparati and most of the studios um originates from mat work so just like how in bikram yoga right there's like a set um course or not a set course but like a set um of exercises and it's the same stuff it's the same with matt pilates right it's like that same um concept of of like building blocks of the exercises and so we sort of take all the machinery away which can be a little daunting for some people and we do light hand weights and uh, resistance bands and magic circles and all kinds of props to enhance the exercises but we flow how you would like in hot yoga so I try to make it like spin on a mat right so it's very musically driven our studios are dark um it's like with blue lights so you know there's like no big harsh spotlight on you um and you sort of just like disappear into the moves and the music and your puddle of sweat around you and so it's really just again about having fun excellent that's my best elevator pitch i think hey. <laughs> If you can have fun and sweat and get a workout in, I think that's a win. Mm -hmm. I agree. Excellent. Uh, love that. And, you know, to, to the point, you know, it, some people in fitness, you know, everybody's got their own niche, their own like style that they like to do things, you know, they're pushy salespeople or they're like really laid back, like, Hey, just check us out. If you like it, cool. If not, Hey, cool. Go yeah. find something else. That's your, that's your style. You know, I feel like it's, 
to have a balance where it's like, yes, you run a business, you have to make ends meet and things like that. But at the expense of, you know, are, is this person really going to be somebody that's going to enjoy it and stay long-term versus someone that's just like, oh, they, they forced me into it. Now I feel like I got to stay, you know, that kind of thing. So totally. And to be honest for me, like when I'm being aggressively pitched something, or if I'm seeing like constant ads every second of every day, like that to me is, is off-putting as a client. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, like we don't do any paid advertisement and we don't do anything like that. So everything is truly word of mouth marketing. Uh, and I feel like that drives a much more genuine and loyal clientele. You know, like I don't want people to feel like they're hustled into being there. I want people to be there because they want to be there. Um, and I want them to be there and have, you know, like the best time they can possibly have. Like our whole goal really is just to you know, uh, be a bright spot in people's day. Like that's really what group fitness is about. You know, it's like an hour of disassociating from whatever stressful thing is going on in your life that day. Um, and so we just want to be that space for people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of recycling around to, you know, the, the members, you have a lot of different like options as far as like, you know, packages, class pass, I think you said, um, Mm -hmm. You know, and those things. So like, yeah, you probably get a lot of like people that are like, oh, we have class pass, you know, we'll try this and that. So, you know, as far as like the, the, the loyal people is what I call them. The ones that are like, oh, Betsy's amazing. Like her suit is the, the shiz, like, you know, um, what's kind of like, you know, you mentioned keep growing. What's kind of like your, your, your target goal that you want to take, you know, either the newest facility or both facilities, you know, where's kind of like your, your vision, your thought process in where you know, what a great question since December, uh, like before the new year, I I'm going to have a really bad answer for this question. I already know. Um, but like since December, I've been thinking to myself, uh, you know, like what is the next phase um and i i truly haven't nailed it it down a hundred percent yet had you asked me six months ago or a year ago i would have been so certain with exactly like where i wanted to take it and and what my next steps were but now i truly feel like um like open a door and there's 87 options behind it. And so, you know, like there's 18 doors in front of me, each with like a million and one options behind each of each of them. And so I'm still sort of nailing down my final vision. You know, it's just me running uh, this company. I don't have investors. I don't have partners. Um, so I'm really just trying to figure out like what I want my day-to-day life to look like in the long term and how I can, you know, make that the best it can be. So I don't know. <laughs> no, it's uh, you know, no, no rhyme or reason. You know, let yeah. me ask that maybe this will in a roundabout way, maybe give a better outlook to that answer or to that question. Excuse me. Every day, a little clearer piece yeah. of um, no, so obviously you have two studios you know, do you bounce back and forth between the two throughout the week? Or is it like one week? You're here? I am running around like a chicken with my head chopped off all day, every day. I wake up in fight or flight mode. 
Um, I am like truly like, and even on days when there isn't a crisis from the second that my eyes open, um, I'm so used to there being so many crises that I still sort of wake up like jolted out of bed. Um, and I, I just start my day running and I run until I, I go home and go to sleep. <laughs> But I'm having a lot of fun. I realize that that doesn't sound like fun, but it is. I feel like when when you've built something that you're really proud of, you know, like it's fun for me to spend three hours driving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth all day because I'm stoked and I'm I'm having a good time. So it's fun. Goes for you. <laughs> no, um, I need to increase oh. the mileage on my car, but <laughs> there, there yeah, right. <laughs> re-up the old uh, mileage agreement there yes sir um, i've been thinking about that a lot lately actually <laughs> that's how i felt i used to drive not quite as much as you but i drove a chunk you know back and forth and i was like yeah no this is not it mm. it's a really opened the door though for motivational podcasts which which are fun absolutely love good motivation podcast yeah i assumed you would <laughs> oh, yeah. absolutely every day every day the drive to the gym Being drive- Ed Milet fan. What's that? I'm a big Ed Milet fan. I was just gonna say Andy Frizzella and mm-hmm. Ed Milet, and yep, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the heavy hitters. That's so right. you know that's not time wasted. I feel like a lot of, and again, like like I'm having fun. So even if I'm sitting in my car just listening to nonsense podcasts, driving back and forth, like I'm having a good time. So it's not yeah. wasted. Good. So you know, obviously you're you're running around. Um, doing all the things, all the stuff, wearing different hats in the role and stuff like that, you know, where at one point do you, let's see here. Chill. Add this. Never. Never. (laughs) Um, You know, if there was a focus for each studio and to, to help, you know, growth or to help, you know, to streamline things, you know, what would be a focus of opportunity for each studio right now that you're kind of working on between the two well my second location flower hill is obviously newer um so the focus for her um sorry i personify them so they're both girls um but the focus for her is that is to is to build her consistency um and that took me a little longer than i expected we opened uh the last 10 days of april last year and three weeks later we had um a significant flood in our suite from the public restrooms behind us in the shopping center which shut us down um for almost three months right out the gate and was not covered by insurance or by our uh center so you know that was like a big old gut punch right out the gate and then it it took to be honest I expected to open those doors and to be cruising on day one um because that was sort of how it was with our first location we opened our doors and and it sort of just um crushed out the gate um and so now now we're almost i mean like we're like nine months into to flower hill our second location and and we're just starting to get 
that same consistency that our first location has. So I feel like that goal is almost achieved, but that is definitely still what I'm spending the duration of that first year really working on. Uh, my first location is a gem. She is crushing. Um, and I would say our my goal, to be honest, always is my instructors and just making sure that my instructors are the best that they can be and that I'm really providing for them in any way that I can and like their growth uh, as teachers. That's probably my focus. Nice. So, you know, the obviously building up the the new facility, um, you know, consistent, streamlined, people coming in and out, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then you, you touched on, you know, your instructors and growth and stuff like that. So what, you know, if um, the plans for We'll, we'll say either reinvesting into both studios or your, you know, your staff, what's, what's that kind of, what's that vision look like for you as far as like, what do you want to provide for them? Well, so SALT, you know, is a different, I created all of our formatting. I've created all of our stuff and, and it's just a different type um, of exercise that exists anywhere else. And so um, I am, constantly, you know, workshopping with them and providing um, experience for them for, uh, because I want them to be the best. I don't want them to have to search for it on their own. I want to provide it for them because, you know, my team represents me. And so I want my team to be the strongest, the fastest, the best team in the world, which they are. They are you know, I have one rule for hiring and that's, um, that's served me well. And my rule is that I only hire nice girls. I can teach you to do anything, um, but I can't teach you to be nice. And so I, I live by that law and I have 40 girls on staff. Um, and I'm obsessed with all of them. They are just the best girls. And, um, you know, we, we really just like work hard to be, the best at our craft and to constantly be learning. And so I like to provide as much as I can for them. Awesome. You said 40 girls on staff. Is that, I'm assuming they're all far in between. Independent contractors. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Is that the wrong way to, to phrase it? If I say on staff, I don't know how else to say it, but, but they're all independent contractors. They only teach, I, I max them at, at two classes a day. Cause I mean, honestly, like I'm in infrared heat for three hours a day, every single day. Um, but that is a draining, um, yeah, a draining workplace, you know, like you, and I, I don't want them to be fried, right? Like I want them to be happy to be there and, you know, crushing and stoked yeah no yeah too yeah I, didn't, I honestly didn't think about that you know from like any other like you know hot yogas or you know infrareds things like that it's like you know I had members in my old studio that would sit in there for two hours and I'm like drinking water are you feeling good you got some food like you know the I am eating real good every day I can tell you that much just uh -huh. like chugging noons Gotta gotta keep up that metabolism with all that running around you're doing. <laughs> it's just a lot of sweat. <laughs> but uh good. You're you're very detoxed and 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 good to go. Yeah, there's no heavy metal left in this body, that's for sure. There you go. Good. <laughs> um, so talked about, you know, a few different things. You said obviously, you know, you do mostly organic, like word of mouth referrals and things like that. 
you know, is that something you feel like is going to be sustainable long-term or is there ever going to be a point? I mean, like long, I mean, I'm sure that as we grow and as we get bigger that, that no, like we'll eventually, you know, like as, uh, as you progress like further and further you know you need to to step up your game but I in in this foreseeable future um I'm thrilled with my my original marketing plan because I feel that it I don't know I I just I like the sort of speakeasy kind of vibe where it feels like if you're meant for us you're meant for us and you find us, you know, like I, I, again, I don't, I, I personally like, don't like feeling pitched or sold. And so I authentically can't do that to other people. And I feel that the best way to thrive in business is to be as authentic to yourself as you possibly can. Um, and to only do things that not to only do things that bring you joy, but to focus on, on doing things that, that bring you joy and, and not sort of just following, you know, every, what everyone tells you to do. So I'm happy with my, with how it's sort of ended up. It ended up out of, I mean, it, it started from a place of need, right. And not having any extra money to throw at advertising. And now yeah. thank God I'm so thrilled because it worked out the best it could have. Yeah, there you go. Down the line, we'll buy a billboard somewhere. <laughs> there you go. Billboards are uh, few and far between. Yeah, they're, they're everywhere, and then, yeah. Um. Well, Betsy, uh, you know, a couple of things here to to go on with is you know for somebody that's you know whether it's Pilates or yoga or you know uh one-on-one fitness training facility, you know, somebody that's looking to start their own business, start their own dream as an entrepreneur in the fitness industry of some sorts, you know, what would be kind of like your advice to, you know, to get them started, to keep them going, that kind of thing? Okay. Well, I will piggyback off what I, I just said, which is be as authentic to you as you can be. Um, because when you're starting a business, you are going to spend 100% of your time uh, focused on that project. And so if it's not authentic to you and it's not something that you are obsessed with, what, I mean, like you're, you're not going to follow through things, right. And it's, it's not going to, to go anywhere because you won't have the passion to fulfill all of your ideas. And so I think that, that just being, thinking about what brings you joy, what makes you happy, what's your craft and your skill, and then, and then projecting that to the rest of the world, I think, authenticity is the name of the game personally but again hire nice people <laughs> I think I think that goes you know in almost any fitness facility you know it's like mm-hmm. I can teach you how to do the job but I can't teach you personality exactly like, gotta um, have and that again as I said earlier you know like the people on your team are the people who are representing you when you aren't there so you need to just surround yourself with people that you genuinely like and do something that you are truly passionate about and it'll succeed. Love it. Great answer. Um, well, Betsy, last thing here is, you know, for all of our listeners out there, if they want to reach Saul, how are they going to do it? Facebook, okay. Well, so our website is take me to salt.com. 
Our intro deal is your first two classes for $28, which I think a great deal. Um, you can find us on Instagram at sweat.salt um, and hit us up. Come on down. Awesome. Love that. Well, if you guys are in the area and you want to sweat it out the, <laughs> the right way, um, you know, come check her out. Come check out the facility. You got two different locations, um, you know, apart from each other and, you know, experience all the, the benefits of infrared and, you know, the, the fitness that comes along with it. So. And Pilates, never forget. That's right. Well, thanks, Adam. Yeah. Thank you. Um, all the listeners out there, if this inspired you and you're like, oh man, I got to share my story, feel free to click on our link below, type in all your info. We'll be in touch. But until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is Darren from Punch Hub. We have two locations out of the UK. What's going on, man? How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Good to speak to you. Thank you for uh, inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely, man. You are very welcome. Um, now, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Punch Up, tell us a little bit about how you describe the business of people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Okay, so we are what we call a cardio boxing gym. Um, so we have two locations. We've got one in uh, Chinna and one in Terrick. One, one of those, Chinna is in Oxfordshire, Terrick is in Buckinghamshire, um, basically just north of London for anyone outside uh, outside our UK. Um, what makes us different is that we are a boxing studio where we've got 12 punch bags in each location, but we wear um, Corner Trackers. So Corner are a, um, a company based in Manchester, but they sell worldwide. Um, they're called Corner Wearables. And our little trackers, which are probably about one and a half inches by three quarters of an inch, something like that. So probably, I don't know, Three or four centimetres up and a couple of centimetres across. Little trackers that you put on your wrist. And they track every punch thrown in class. So they will tell you they've got four main metrics. So our classes are built on um, the first metric might be punch count. So it's literally how many punches are you throwing in class. And it will count every single punch thrown in real time. And they'll be shown we've got uh, both our locations. We've got TVs up on the wall where you can look. And it's like a leaderboard. You have a leaderboard up, which is, we, we say it's like a Formula One grid. When you're mm -hmm. doing well, you move up the grid. When you're doing not so well, you move down the grid. And they measure your punches for number of punches thrown, the speed of your punches, the power of your punches, and what they call KO points, which is a, a quality of punch. Okay. Um, and the beauty of that is that you can be as competitive or not as you want to be. Um, a lot of people only see that as the competitive side. 
you know, and say, oh, well, I, I, I never win, so I, you know, it's not, it wouldn't be for me kind of thing. But you also get people who, say you've got 10 people in a class, you might get someone who normally finishes seventh who's trying to finish sixth or something like that. Um, the other thing that I do sometimes is if I'm not feeling 100% or I'm a bit, bit tired, I might think, right, I'm just going to kind of work 80% of my work rate because you know what your work rate is. So you might know that you normally throw, I don't know, 3,000 punches in a class and you think, right, I'm just going to take it a little bit easier. It doesn't often stay that way. Once you get to about round two and the endorphins kick in and you, you get going. But but yeah, that's, what's, that's what kind of makes us, us different. It's the fact that we're wearing the trackers. Also post-class, there's an app and all data shows through to your app. So on the corner app itself, you can then look at everything that happened in the class. You can track your progress. Um, so it's got a graph of what you've done over the last month, et cetera. Um, in fact, you can follow people like you can follow people on social media. Um, so, you know, you can see how your mates are doing and this, that and the other. So it's, it's a, a cardio boxing gym, but the way Corner put it is uh, they call it gamified boxing. That's really cool. I think it's really cool what you've done for your members there. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit, like, how did you get into the industry yourself? So um, years, years and years ago, I, I used to live in Brighton, down on the south coast, um, went to boxing gym, probably boxed there for around about 15 years. Um, I used to train with a lot of professionals. I was always the worst one in the room. I was never professional, but a lot of my mates were. Um, and uh, once we moved from there, once we moved away from Brighton to where we are now, uh, I found a new boxing coach and my boxing coach talked to me about trackers years ago. This was quite a long time ago. Um, an old, old company were making some pretty okay trackers. Um, it's a relatively long story, so bear with me. So we, um, I had an idea of doing some kind of classes, but didn't do anything. Then a couple of years after that, so this is still going back sort of like probably six, maybe seven years, we went over to Spain on holiday. And normally when I'm on a holiday, I'll find some kind of gym. And I found this little boxing studio gym and thought I'd go in and see what they were doing. And what they did is they had an automated boxing system. So it had a little drop down um, projector board and it would say, it would tell you what you were doing. Um, so it would tell you one, two, three, four, you know, left, right, hook, hook, you know, whatever it may be. But it was all automated and it was always the same. And the trackers were held within the punch bag. And I went about three or four times while we were on holiday and it was okay. It was good enough, but I kind of thought I could do better than this on many different levels. And then I kind of just parked the idea, if I'm honest, for a couple of years, didn't really do a lot. And we were on another holiday in April 2019. And I just kind of like probably just a bit of downtime, you know, just had time to not think about too much. I kind of hatched the idea of Punch Hub and thought, right, I can do better than this. So I reached out to, um, I read an article online where it reviewed all the various boxing trackers that are available. Sent a couple of emails with my main one being to Corner because I knew that they had an actual gym system. Um, that was in August 2019 and 
basically we got pretty much up and running very, very quickly. The aim was to launch on the 3rd of January 2020, which obviously has its own problems, but we'll worry about that later. Um, we managed a soft start on the 16th of November and we ran probably about 30 classes because I had no idea really what I was doing. So I wanted to mess up in front of mates rather than anyone else. Um, and yeah, we, it took off from then. Hmm, okay. So did you have any experience running a business prior to opening up your gyms? Yes, I've been a kettlebell trainer for um, now where I am. I've been a kettlebell trainer for 13, it's my 13th year. So one of the good parts about that is that we're in a small village. And when we opened up, we opened up within the village. Um, and a lot of people knew me from kettlebells. So I did have a, I did have a, a base audience. Okay, that's nice. That's good. You know, we were talking earlier, um, and the percentage of your classes that are full, like almost the capacity, is almost all of them. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah. We're certainly certainly running at a good eighty percent. Um, you know, certain classes we have. Um, so there's only twelve punch bags in a class of twelve spaces, and we have a waitlist capacity of up to six. And there's certain classes that always have a waitlist of three, four, or five. So people are walking away and booking because you book two weeks in advance. So mm -hmm. people, people particularly like Friday night, normally by the time I've got home, Friday night sold out two weeks in advance, sort of within 45 minutes, which is really good. Yeah. So I guess, how did you build up to that? Like in terms of, I know you were kind of well-known in the community and that gave you a nice base to start with, but yep. what did you guys do? And like, what did and are you guys doing for marketing? So marketing has been wide and varied, to be honest. My first thing I always say to people is tell your mates. Um, we do do referral schemes. Um, so every, every so often we'll do competitions and stuff like that. Um, so this month, for, for instance, um, we've got a local massage therapist who's local called Mark Fancy. Um, I donated a £50 voucher to the person who, who referred the most people last month. So little things like that, you know, that cost me £50. It keeps business within the community and it gives people a competition. Um, so the best form of marketing in my mind is, is word of mouth. So I always say to people after class, please tell your mates because you telling someone how good a class is is worth five times me telling them because they're going to believe it from someone who attends a class rather than someone who's getting paid. To run a class okay so that that's always my my primary so word of mouth okay so considering like because you have a i don't want to say it's different but it, like a unique way that you go about the membership um we were talking about this a little bit like pre-podcast but it's pretty much like pay as you go right yep absolutely it is absolutely it is absolutely pay as you go um there are no monthly memberships you pay per class you can buy one one five or ten passes and you do get discounts if you buy five or ten passes um, they sit in a virtual wallet and they just get used as, as you go through but yeah all, all classes are strictly just pay as you go is there any particular reason that you decided to go with uh that model it, it's just unless you're charging a lot as a monthly fee because we're so limited on 12 with 12 punch bags it's very difficult to make it financially worthwhile 
when you've got you know your hall hire or your studio hire you know the, the rent that we pay on our on our second location um and all the other on costs that you've got um you know without getting too in depth with it a lot of people in the business will understand that there's an awful lot more on costs than people realize who just turn up and go to a class which they shouldn't need to know you know they shouldn't need to know that you're paying for booking systems you're paying for trackers you're paying for this that and the other um but when you add everything in it just works financially a lot better to be a, a pay-as-you-go model gotcha so your biggest thing was sounds like if i'm hearing correctly was it just really saving money or being the most efficient with your money yeah yeah so what i've also what i'm also saying was to people you know if you do my marketing for me by talking to your mates trying to get people along then we've only raised the price of classes once in three years and three or four months so we've had one price rise which is a pound so just over a dollar for you guys these days um which considering we currently are running at 10 percent inflation just this year alone um you know is pretty good okay so but we've done that because i've not spent you know i've not spent a huge amount on marketing i still do market but okay so yeah that's a good question that you kind of brought up um have you guys why haven't you guys looked into or i don't know like have you looked into any type of paid advertisement on you know facebook or social media yep we do facebook advertising as well um so we do do facebook advertising um and i have a monthly budget for that so that is currently ongoing um okay. so i am doing that uh it's it's okay i think uh, i think you can be you know it depends how good you are on on this kind of stuff and to be fair to facebook one thing they're currently doing um is they call them meta marketing pros so i have a weekly call with my person and they talk me through setting adverts up and little extra things that we can do that i may not know about and stuff like that and you get six of those for free and i'm on my fourth one at the moment so I guess from their point of view, you know, they want to keep us as advertisers. So they want us to get the more, the more benefit from it. So since you've been doing that, how has the Facebook marketing been going so far? Um, I, it, it's, it isn't a patch on bring a, bring a friend, you know, it, it's, and I think because we are in a small village, you know, we're in a, we're in a village here where there's say 5,000 people. You know, realistically, my catchment area is 10 kilometers, you know, so you know, not many people are going to drive much more than 10 kilometers mm -hmm. to get to me because that then changes a 35, a 30 or 45 minute class into well over an hour, you know, by the time you've driven here and gone. Mm -hmm. So, you know, because of the makeup of where we are, because we are both locations are village based the actual you know word of mouth is still the best way of doing it certainly for bang for buck yeah one other thing that we did do which went down very well which um which we didn't mention while we were chatting before we did a thing called punch up bingo and are you familiar with bingo? You, you're familiar with bingo in america aren't you i'm sure yeah yeah <laughs> so what we did is we had a bingo card and we had uh 20 squares and basically 
So a square might be bring a friend to class, um, share an Instagram reel, tagging Punch Hub, um, attend five classes in a month, you know, or whatever. There were, there were, there were tons of different stuff. Um, some really simple stuff, high five five people in a class, stuff like that, um, compliment someone in a class. There was a lot of things like that. And for every line that you completed or four corners, you got a free pass. And we ran that for October. Okay, I got actually that sounds like a, a pretty cool idea. Yeah, it was it brought in it brought in a lot of interest as well as as well as business because if you have to do I don't know say 10 classes in a month to get that square mm-hmm. and that square gets you a free pass and you've already done eight classes there's an argument that you might as well do the other two. So, you know, people were putting themselves out there but also it created a, a real buzz or a lot of people were talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about like what your day to day looks like as the owner. Cause you have two locations to run. Um, yep. What are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to keep the doors open, make sure things are you know running smoothly? Um, it's not too, it's not too tricky really. It's, um, the, the the most difficult thing is our original location is church hall because of where we live there is very little infrastructure in and around where we are um so the original location in china because it's a church hall it means if there's either if that hall is being used before me or being used after me i've got to move 12 floor standing punch bags of 110 kilos each time so that can be frustrating. So that's, um, you know, that adds something on to classes. But I, I try and build the classes so I don't have to move them too often. Mm-hmm. The new location, because it is our own purpose-built studio, obviously we've just got hanging punch bags. I turn the key, turn the lights on, we're pretty much good to go. So that's a lot easier. Okay. So talk to us a little bit about the goals that you're working towards. Um, are you guys kind of in a place where you're good where you're at? Are you in a place where you're, you know, wanting to grow your, your revenue a little bit more, membership a little bit more? What's that look like? Yeah, I think we could always, everyone could always make more money. Um, in the first three, first three months of opening, we were approached by three different people for um, franchise models, asking if I'd like to franchise it. Um, and I was kind of considering it and then COVID hit and that did change everything because obviously you would need at least a year's worth of financials, you know, to, to go forward with anything like that. But also personally, the extra stress and hassle that would bring that, you know, I get a phone call from someone 150 miles away because something might, might not be working properly or whatever. You know, I'm too long in the tooth to worry about that really now i I, i'm very happy to have two locations i i wouldn't rule out another one um possibly another another place um but realistically it's just getting classes busier and you know if we could get up to pretty much 100 percent full every class that'd be fantastic and because we own the studio over in or it's or it's our our studio over in Terrick, we can put more classes on there. So, you know, if we wanted to, we could easily run 20, 30 classes a week over there if we wanted to. So that would be a lovely goal to aim for, but 
other than that, I'm not one of these amb ambitious people who wants to uh, drive around in a Ferrari and rule my little neighbourhood. Yeah, I mean, you know, but you know, you're still doing a, a good thing for your community there, getting people in shape, yeah. getting them to think about their yeah. about their health, which yeah. is which is awesome. So yeah, as we come very close to and that question is knowing what you know now what you've learned over the past few years give yourself a piece of advice that you needed when you first started out oh dear probably don't worry it'll all be all right it'll probably be uh probably be a, sen a sensible one um but certainly setting up the second location was a lot more tricky than i expected probably because we did fall on our feet for the first one um you know everyone a lot of people knew me a lot of people took to it immediately but i chose a location on purpose that was sort of 10 miles away because i didn't want to just take my existing clients out and split it in half so i needed to choose somewhere else um so yeah just 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 that you know there was a won't lie there were a lot of sleepless nights and still are sometimes you know when some classes are a lot quieter than they should be um and you know it I, I guess everyone's got this but it's frustrating when you think that what you are doing is very very good and not everyone can see it you know it'd be great for you know it sounds a bit big-headed but you know i i have the same conversation with the guys at corner who run the who produce the trackers and have the the gym software that we use i can't believe 100 200 people more more gyms aren't using this software you know it's brilliant but not enough people know about it to, to use it um so you know i think you can always get frustrations with things like that and that would then create a worry and as i say you know there's there's definitely been a lot of there were a lot of sleepless nights so one little thing for instance so the trackers work on bluetooth what i didn't realize on our new location is that we had a corrugated roof um i did realize you had a corrugated roof in there but i didn't realize that the bluetooth signal wasn't linear so for a while the bluetooth signal was getting lost lost up in the roof which wasn't great for a real-time class that shows your punches and then all of a sudden they're shooting up bouncing around the roof and coming back and getting delayed for however long so we had to put some tarpaulin over, um, like so we got like a tarpaulin net, which is quite cool because it makes it look, you know, you're, you're almost entering into an underground little boxing area. Um, it actually, you know, a lot of people, almost everyone, will actually think that it's there just because of how it looks, but it's there actually to hold the Bluetooth signal in. But that was uh, that was a worry for uh, a week or so. You said a week or so. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you don't, you always hear about these people who start up these things and they're, oh, yeah, we're fantastic. We, got, we did this and we're now selling out and, you know, everyone's raving about this new thing going on in the local, you know, we're, we're in the middle of the sticks, you know, we're in a, we're in a little village, with, as I say, sort of 5,000 people. And you always hear the stories about someone who's set up this thing and they're, you know, it's selling out. You never hear the stories about these people who ploughed a load of money into it, went bankrupt and, you know, whatever and i was worried about being one of those <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> all righty darren well this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode but before we sign out please tell our listeners where they can find you 
Uh, so punchhub.co.uk um, is the name of the um, website. Uh, punchhub on uh, Instagram. Um, punchhub or the punchhub. I can't. I should know this really. But basically, search punchhub. P-U-N-C-H space H-U-B. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Um, we're on Twitter, but I don't really bother with that too much. Um, so yeah, all the all the socials really. Um, give us a follow. Um, and if any of the gym people or whatever are listening, um, Corner Wearables is the name of the trackers. If people are interested in that, I think you can probably just buy them online. But you know, they're a they're a, a localish company. I'd say getting you know have a look at that as well. All righty, Darren. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show and definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to accomplish down the road. So Pleasure. to everybody who did in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if y'all want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today is Mr. Greg Jameson with Upstate Nevada, joining us from Reno. Nevada. Greg, what's going on, sir? How are we today? Ah, things are going good. I'm happy to be here and sharing some knowledge with you guys. I am excited to have you here. I got the chance to ask a lot of my own personal curiosity type questions before getting on the recording here today. Upstate Nevada, the name in and of itself, does not tell us much about what we're here to talk about. So before the business aspect of this comes in, Greg, Give us, in your own words, what is Upstate Nevada? Yeah, so the name specifically comes from like an inside joke that some friends had, and that's where we came up with the name of Upstate Nevada, you know, like Upstate New York, and in Nevada, you got Reno and Vegas, so we call ourselves Upstate Nevada, but what we do is we're a nonprofit CrossFit gym, and we offer free or reduced price memberships uh, or yeah, memberships to a term everyday heroes that we've kind of, uh, it's a term that's been out there, but we kind of use it in a way. So we offer it to first responders, military teachers, nurses. Those are kind of the bulk of our reduced price memberships. And then our free memberships are for any adult or child with an impairment and their family members. We use the word impairment. Um, we've all been through the adaptive training 
with CrossFit. Um, so impairment's a big word, but essentially it's adult or children uh, with a disability and their family members. Got it. Okay. Now, I find that how these things originated and, and the backstory on all of this tells us a lot about the why and how we run businesses now. And so bring us back to the early days or, or the very beginning of this. When was it? How did this all come to be? What was the, the idea that sparked into your brain? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a gym from the ground up. So... Like a lot of people that are in the fitness industry that have gone through the fitness themselves. So for me, I was super overweight. Called up my buddy one day and said, I need help, man. What do I do? He told me to Google a CrossFit gym by my house when I was living in Vegas. So that's what I did. So the journey and the travels all started back then when I needed to transform myself, which I did through using CrossFit. That's why we believe in the CrossFit methodology. But so what happened is that physical fitness helped change my life, my mentality, that type of thing. Then fast forward a lot of years, I was surrounded by a lot of people who were in those first responder communities, the military. Uh, both my parents were teachers. My mother was a special ed teacher. So you had this kind of atmosphere of a lot of people kind of seeing the negative sides of life. And the majority of us used fitness as our kind of coping mechanism with the negative sides of life. So that's where the idea came from. We wanted to use that fitness to help with mentality. That's really what it was, mental, mental struggles. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it all came from. That's where our vision statement came from. That's again, like I said, we, we, we believe in the CrossFit methodology and that's where that came from and that high intense physical activity to combat those mental struggles of daily life for anybody across the board. That's where the kind of all-inclusive part of it came in is it literally works for everybody. Yeah certainly can if done properly and i'm sure being around all of these years you guys have have learned lessons on both sides of the fence i'm sure look back on that time for a minute greg because this is this is one of my favorite questions that i ask people involved in businesses like this what's been what's been the best part about building this kind of business for you and what's been the most challenging part you know, the best part, whenever a lot of people <clears throat> start something that they want to help other people, right? The, the phrase, like, if I can just help one person, then it'll be all be worth it. And that was kind of what I was driven by is like, you know what, if we can just help one person, it'll all be worth it. And we started it and blew up. And now we're at about 250 members, give or take. So we're helping a lot more than one person. So the best part of it absolutely has to be the stories of how we're helping people and it's like i can't even begin to explain some of the stories and the people that we've come across of how it's helped them so that's like the, the absolute best part of it is we're doing something that's literally helping people on a daily basis and a lot of people like if you're outside of the fitness community you don't realize what fitness can do for anybody and so that's the best part absolute best part flip that around on its head now everybody that that listens to this podcast could, would probably agree with with you whether they have two members or 250 or more mm -hmm. the stories and the personal aspect of it there's this noble element in fitness that like you said it i just want to help people at the core part of this but fitness is is not the easiest industry to be a part of what's been what's been the biggest challenge or what's been the toughest part about operating this so far the yeah the toughest part has it has to be um, 
the backside of everything that happens, right? Everything that happens that nobody sees who comes in and joins our classes, right? The growing struggles of, of running a business. And then now that we all have seen, if you've lived through COVID, the growing struggles of living through COVID. Oh, yeah. The, the toughest part is the backside of it because it is so tedious. There's so many things you don't know about and, and you have to learn. And so the biggest thing, the biggest struggles would be like, how do you operate this phenomenal thing but then on the backside, you have to have money to keep it together is essentially what it breaks down to. So that's kind of how it, the, the backside of it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting sentiment. And so many people come on this show and have similar thoughts. You know, it's when I thought about opening up a gym, I did some basic back of the napkin math. If I can get to 100 members, 150 members paying X amount a month, I'm going to be swimming in cash and all is going to be great. But it's not quite the same once we're in there and, and we're driving that thing gyms are expensive labor is expensive overhead and, and lease stuff expensive equipment is expensive all of this it can be a challenge and it's not I, i've never talked to anybody that that grows up dreams of opening up a gym and they picture themselves behind a laptop for six to ten hours a day or, <laughs> or in a coffee shop working on whatever it is that on behind their crm whatever it is there's but, the nights that you wake up at 1 a.m and can't sleep because you're worried about accounting so you just yeah, wake up and go to work yeah, people don't see not, that <laughs> it's not the sexy part that's for sure for you i mean we've we've built this to 250 members and so something along the way must be going right and a lot of people tune into this show exclusively for ideas of how to get people through their doors and, and onto the membership list. What over the years for you guys has worked well from a marketing standpoint and what may have not been as fruitful as you would have hoped? You know, <clears throat> we're a different breed because of our demographic, right? So the best way that I can answer that is you've got to find your niche and you got to go all in with it, right? From a standpoint for us, we don't market. Everything we've done is word of mouth. I don't even have a sign on the building. Like, so people sometimes will call me and be like, we can't find the building. And I'm like, yeah, you got to look a little harder. It's not, it's not up to us to do that stuff. So we, it's, we're a different model, right? But the thing that I can say from that is if you got to find your niche and you got to go all in with it, because a lot of times people will start something and they have this big, broad idea of what they want. Like, I want to start a CrossFit gym. Cool. A lot of people do CrossFit. You got to understand your demographic of who's doing CrossFit. Or I want to start a 24-hour type fitness gym, but a, a small local one, you know. But you got to understand who you're trying to get. And then I would suggest finding that niche and really trying to go hard at getting that niche in the gym that's that's where our biggest success came in and we didn't even know it when we started that that's that's what was going to be our driving factor i now know it because i've done a lot of research in the numbers and track a lot of things but it's it's that niche that really set us apart from a lot of other just general gyms or crossfit gyms yeah and so what have you guys done to reach that demographic specifically well i always believed in the fact that slow growth was going to be sustainable growth. Okay. So we kind of went after that method early on is that we tried to slowly grow, which ended up not happening, um, which we lucked out. But that slow growth, you know, if I can get two people in the gym, but those two people trust us, 
and they come back every day and then they start speaking to their family members and their friends. Then we're going to get five people in the gym and then those five people trust us. And then building that connection slowly versus doing like a group on getting 30 people in the gym, but there's really not a lot of value to those 30 people coming in. Cause they don't know us. They haven't built that trust. And then, um, kind of going that route. So we've really believed in that slow growth. So to go back on the business side of it, when we set up the business, we knew that we had to be sustainable for a long time at slow growth. And that's kind of what made us successful is we weren't planning on that. Like I got to get a hundred members in the door the first year. It was like, you know what? We want 30 members at six months. So we got to plan for that first. And that's kind of how we built it. How long was it from inception to 250 members where we are now? Maybe a year, year and a half. Okay. Yeah, so, we've mean, been around 250 250 in a, a year is, is still a pretty good year. <laughs> yeah. And we, like I said, we had no idea. <laughs> it's, a, it's a happy accident. That's for sure. I think it, yeah. it probably speaks to when we, I mean, we have conversations all day long about marketing strategy and tactics and what you can do to actually get in touch with these people. But I always like to revisit the fact that we need to have something worth marketing <laughs> first before mm-hmm. we before we go down that rabbit hole and i will say my full-time coach who's been with me since the beginning who is absolute amazing coach been in the business for 13 years he brought in a following with him too so you can't you can't ignore the fact that he had a clientele that followed him too because he was such a good coach so i need to i need to make sure that that's that that's clear as well that he he had the time in the industry to build those connections and build that following. So when we did open up, we had quite a few that followed us just because of him. So that's a thing to note, especially for people that have that following or that are building that following is that that was a key part of it is that we didn't start just from scratch, you know? Yeah, that's an important aspect of this too. Um, But all of this considered, Greg, I want to pick your brain on the transition from lead or interested party to actual member of this for you guys what does that process look like somebody's interested somebody reaches out how do they actually go about signing up what are some of those checkpoints along the way so for us depends if you have crossfit experience or you do not right so if you have crossfit experience because you're familiar with the movements and stuff we offer members a a free week to try us out because I'm all about, we got to be a good fit for each other. I've told people plenty of times, like, hey, you're looking for more of a competitive CrossFit. There's this other gym in town. They're really good at that. That's not what we do here. We're that group community CrossFit um, that's not super competitive. So I'll, I'll tell people to go to these other gyms. So that's why we give them the free week, is I want people in the doors experiencing our gym to see if it's a good fit. Because if it's a good fit, you have a higher retention rate. If it's not a good fit, you're going to lose those members anyway. So it's really not losing money by giving them the free week. Now, if you do not have CrossFit experience, then we run them through an on-ramp program, which traditionally you'll see at a lot of CrossFit gyms. And so we have an on-ramp program to kind of break the ice. A lot of people, their first CrossFit experience was throwing up in the parking lot after the (laughs) workout, right? And that was my first experience. All too common. Yeah, I don't want that to be people's first experience. So we offer an on-ramp program where we really ease them into it. And, and you also have to, if you get people that have prior physical activity, but not CrossFit and they push themselves, they'll end up in the parking lot throwing up. So we try to, we try to navigate both worlds, uh, showing those inexperienced people 
the basics and then also gearing back those people that have prior physical activity uh, or experience that way they're not they're not doing that type of stuff so that's the two ways that you kind of get in the doors a lot of people reach out to us and, and say hey uh my a lot of nurses say for example say hey my nurse that i work with recommends you guys i really need to get in shape or i, I need to get back i was a college athlete and i really need to start something again and so we get a lot of that uh type of word of mouth exposure um, or we just have people emailing us like saying hey i've heard about crossfit and i've heard you guys are really good with adapting workouts and making workouts accessible to anybody regardless of their fitness level and so um we bring them in uh show them the gym it's really important for me to get people in the gym because half the battle is walking through the doors for a lot of people so it's really important for me to yeah. get them in the gym show them the place have a good time make them laugh and then talk about like hey what are your goals you know mm -hmm. so that's kind of how we do it yeah i think you're, you're absolutely correct, especially in the CrossFit space, because it's it's kind of earned this intimidating reputation, whether deserved or not, conversation for another day. But nationally, it's become somewhat of a hurdle just to get people through the doors. You guys, everything is just get them there, get them there, get them there. We can have that conversation at that point. And it's somewhat in the same realm as test driving a car. You yeah, know, we can't really have that conversation until you're, you know, what it is that we're even talking about in the first place. Yep. Free trial is the first route. How many out of 10 or as a percentage sign beyond that? Rough guess. That's a very good question. Um, I would probably say we're at a 30 to 50% ratio of people and it may even be a little I'd say 50% ratio of people who come in and try it out and stay um and I, I will I will say that that's with people that do not have previous CrossFit experience the ratio is higher with people that do have CrossFit experience I would say 50 that's to 70 percent yeah yeah okay now you you alluded to the 250 earlier CrossFit nationally struggles to break that 200 mark what do you think the ceiling is can we keep going in terms of growth you know we have these conversations a lot with my board um and a lot of my good friends um i don't i don't know i think that we're you know you, you look at the population of the city you live in right that's where you find all your numbers and you're like well 250 is 0.001 of the population so we can obviously yeah. grow more yeah. here but in reality, that's not the case. Um, yeah, I think that, like, if you look at, if our, if our growth was on a bar graph, right, it's going to jump up, but then it's going to plateau out. And I think we've definitely hit that plateau. And then the growth from zero to 250 was this exciting giant, giant jump. But our growth from 250 to 300 is going to be very, very plateau. I think that, um, with CrossFit gyms specifically too, and their availability in the area. Cause you know, we have 10, 15 gyms. I don't know how many we have right now in Reno, but so you're competing with them kind of, they're all different in their ways, but yeah, I think the plateau is probably for us specifically is around this 250 to 300 mark. Um, I do think that if we had a larger facility and this is where we're different, we were offering more free programs to the demographics that we offer to we would maybe jump a little bit higher but i think we're pretty close to that plateau 
for now without okay. without doing a lot of different things. Yeah, so physical capacity becoming an issue in the near future. What happens after that, Greg? Where do we go? What's what's the how do we do we address it and how if so? Yes, yes we do. And I think that's where we need to really research and get into the actual marketing of what we do and to the right people. And we haven't done that yet because we haven't needed to, right? Um, but I think that's where you really need to either be very good at research and figure out where you need to go or hire somebody that's really good at research and figure out those marketing strategies, whether it be social media, radio ads, getting on your local TV, you know, whatever it may be. Um, you really need to have that dialed research as to where you need to find that and, and target that demographic that you're looking for. Yeah. Therein lies the challenge in our industry, at least, is how do we get the right customer for what we do? Zoom out on this a little bit. Hypothetically, we, we figure out what that marketing strategy looks like. What's the big, big picture in your mind? with upstate Nevada, Greg, how, how five years from now, 10 years from now, what is your, what do you want this to look like? You know, I would like, I would like to see the CrossFit community almost become more of that like community center in communities. That would be my goal for upstate is it's more of a place uh, if you've done any of the research, uh, like with Starbucks, right, the third place, you've got homework, and then you've got this third place. So when we were developing this gym, I did a lot of research into this third place. And so my goal, I mean, this is big picture, like, the world is perfect. And this is what we want <laughs> would be would be like this new type of community center that's that's centered around physical fitness, um, healthy eating habits, uh, I'm going to say positive social interactions because here in Reno, we have a lot of bars. We have a lot of gambling, stuff like that. I don't necessarily consider those positive social interactions, mm. um, but having those, that positive social interaction, you know, um, that's kind of the big, that would be the big, real big dream of getting there. I don't know if it's possible. Who knows? But it's an interesting conversation, though. Uh, I, I'm sure, and I, I have a hard time believing even in different cultures and communities like this, Reno and, and Nevada in general, everybody knows what it's known for, but I, I still believe that there are people, you're serving a good percentage of those people that prioritize health and fitness and care about these types of things. I think the, the community center idea is becoming even more and more prevalent post COVID. Whereas people have been isolated for so long, how can we kind of rally like-minded people? Fitness is a pretty good vehicle for that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's kind of two challenges in, at least as I see it. One, how do we find those people? And you already referred to the marketing aspect of this. And two, how do we, I don't really even like this word, but how do we monetize it in a way that it makes sense for both business and community and the people participating? I don't have the answers for you, but it's a helpful, helpful thought experiment nonetheless. One final question, and then I'll, I'll start to wrap ourselves up here. 
as you move forward, whether it's local to Reno or Nevada or U.S. in general, what do you perceive to be some potential challenges or potential hurdles to overcome when it comes to running a business like this? Challenges in the near future or beyond. You know, yeah, okay. So I think one of the the big challenges, and this kind of goes back to my idea of the growth model, right? Starting small and growing bigger. I think when you start small, you create this this really cool atmosphere that a lot of people connect with. But then as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you kind of lose that that atmosphere so the challenge is like yeah you want to grow and you want to help a lot of people but then are we losing what got us here and so how do you hold on to that and this this goes for any gym or business is like you know you've got this atmosphere you got this this these people that like coming to your gym for whatever reason they like the music they love the coaches they love the atmosphere they love the equipment whatever it is but then as you get bigger and bigger and bigger do you actually lose that sense of like community will say do you lose that atmosphere that got you here so that's one of my big fears is that you get too big not what it was what it was and what you wanted it to be so that would be one of the big challenges um yeah that's kind of i i couldn't agree more and that's probably one of the best responses that i've heard in this type of line of questioning because it's this quote unquote identity crisis that a lot of entrepreneurs and not just gym owners but a lot of entrepreneurs find themselves in the time and attention and lack of for lack of a better term quality of service that we put out at 75 100 150 members will that be different at 253 beyond it's an important question for us to answer, you know, and it's the people that we serve, if cemented in their mind is the upstate Nevada that I know is 200 members, and suddenly upstate Nevada is 400 members, yeah, there's going to be some, some discontent, at least, how do we, how do we navigate those waters? It's, yeah, yeah. It's a constantly, constantly important question for us to answer. And I think Greg, that, that's like with the fitness industry, the, the trainers and whether you're starting a small gym or whatever, you care about every single one of those people that you're helping or that are your members, but you also want to make money and grow. That's the, the human nature and being an entrepreneur. Right. And so that's, yeah, like you still the care about those act. 400 people. Yeah. So, yeah. A perfect place for us to begin to wrap our conversation up. I want to save a minute or two here for you to tell people where they can learn more about upstate Nevada. Is there a website? Is there social media? How can people connect with you guys? Yeah. So we have a website and I actually just heard this week that it's down. So I need to figure out why that's not up and running. Yeah. We do have social medias, what they are. I could not tell you because I don't have social media. Um, it's uh-huh. upstate Nevada. If you Google upstate Nevada and Reno, I'm sure our website pops up and it links to everything. Um, find it yeah. one way or another. <laughs> yeah. That is straightforward and simple enough for me. Greg, this has been a bunch of fun, man. I always enjoy 
picking the brain of, of people with boots on the ground and getting a look at businesses like this and seeing what the people who run them, what they're thinking about and, and what factors they have to deal with. I can't thank you enough for joining us and, and I wish you guys nothing but the best. Yeah, thank you, man. And um, anybody that's listening to like, I'm an open book and I want to help everybody, especially if they're starting to, even if it's a for-profit business. So through the website, I have an email. If anybody has any questions or anything, I'm all about helping other people. So yeah, feel free Connect to reach out to me. with Greg and the team. Perfect. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you. To everyone, if you're interested in hearing future episodes, click like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.